Welcome to the Lilypad Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Lilly. Every week I interview someone who is making their unique mark in the world by doing what they love and offering their gifts and talents to help support their communities. I talk to authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, artists, musicians, and everyday people just like you who are making a difference in the world. I hope you're inspired by these conversations to get out there and do your part to make your community better. One of the biggest things is to be like, is to remember that like, it doesn't, it, things don't have to go like this. You know what I'm saying? There is, I'm not, I, at no point in my book or even in any of my music, do I tell you like, okay, so now this is what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, man, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? This was about the imagination. This was about the possibility of there being something else and saying, well, let's put our heads together. You know what I'm saying? One of the most important tools in drawing is your ability to observe, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, and it's also as a commentator and as, you know, someone who enjoys sociology and history, like you have to be able to observe well. So I think that like uh, observing culture, cultural moments, being able to like spot something and put a pin in it, like to be like, yo, did y'all, like stuff like that, like really inspires me. Very few things are legitimately mundane. You know, there is stuff that is, you know what I'm saying? But very few things if you broaden your lens wide enough or are, are, are mundane, you know what I'm saying? So like, I am very inspired by the just observing closely culture, people, you know, communities and just kind of like catching those moments and being like, that's, that's a thing guys. Did you, nobody else saw that? Okay, watch, I'm gonna write a poem about it. Hey there, Lilypad listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Lilypad podcast. This interview is another one of those that <laughs> this gets me thinking like maybe I maybe I did create this podcast for selfish reasons because this is someone that I have just even before my podcast I have wanted to to sit down and just talk to and man if we had time I, I'd go on for hours and hours and hours with this person and and I know I know that if we met in real life I know exactly what we'd be doing we'd be sitting down in a coffee shop somewhere having some excellent coffee you know, just chatting about philosophy and politics, popular culture, and what's going on in society today. You know, I was I was excited to finally get in contact with this person and, and set up the opportunity to have a conversation with them. So my guest for this episode is a man by the name of Propaganda. That's his hip-hop name. Uh, he's a hip-hop artist, but, you know, he's also an author, a spoken word poet, a father, an artist, uh, a for, well, I, you know, he'd probably say he's a former teacher, but I, I still say he's a teacher, you know, because with me, once a teacher, always a teacher. And if, when you get to know this person, you know, well, you'll understand why I keep that, that title. But, you know, this was just one of those excellent conversations where we chat about a little bit of everything. I mean, I, I tried to keep it structured and I had a series of questions and all that, but, you know, we just kind of, go on like like having a uh, two guys having a conversation about things that are important to us you know and and a a real good back and forth um you know discussion that we have i was just absolutely uh trying not to fanboy this whole time (laughs) because i followed this person for a few years now and i do i absolutely admire their music 
And if you know me well, you know that I do like some hip-hop, but I'm pretty picky. You know, a lot of the stuff I listen to either is uh, throwback coming out of the 90s, or if it's current, it you know, it's probably not on the radio. <laughs> and maybe you've never heard of it. But I hope you've heard of Propaganda. And if you haven't, now's your chance, because this guy is just phenomenal. He's a talented, talented hip-hop artist and rapper. Um, very articulate and intelligent and just uh, observant of what's going on in the world and curious about culture. And we talk about that. We talk about how his, his curiosity and his ability to observe is just, it's reflective in his music and in his writing. Um, you know, as I said, Propaganda is just a, a, an excellent, excellent artist and fantastic human being and father and husband and I, I was honored to have the opportunity to sit down and chat with him. So I hope you really enjoy this interview as much as I did. Without further delay, here's Propaganda. Propaganda, welcome to the Lily Pad Podcast. How are you, my friend? Man, I'm holding it down. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Yeah. I, I'm really excited to have you on here because uh, I've, been, I've been a fan of yours since excellent um let's go <laughs> and uh, i think as, as you and i have talked about before I, i'm a high school teacher and um, uh -huh. I've, I've used a few of your songs and raps from excellent shared some of those with my students and i remember the uh, real kick out of uh um i don't remember if, i don't think it was on excellent maybe on the next album after that but you're a board of education yeah 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 <laughs> yeah the dude that was yeah that was on the, that was on the crimson cord and that was definitely directly pulled from my experience as a california high school teacher yeah i, I feel it i for sure yeah. feel it uh, i don't you know i love hearing that kind of thing from people who are in the in the education system rather than the people who aren't in it and don't really know what's going on so yeah man yeah, yeah. when you at the table it's a different story man you know and and uh yeah yeah dude it's like I don't, it's almost like, like I'm riffing here, but it's like, you know, when you become a parent, there's like an understanding among every other parent that like is actually trying to do a good job at it is like, you're holding like a whole ass human and you're like, I'm terrified. Like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, and I can read a million books. You know what I'm saying? But everybody, everybody don't got a parent is quick to, not a parent is quick to tell you what you're doing wrong and how easy it is if you just look up this. It's like food. You don't understand. Like, I'm trying. And even when you make bad decisions, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I mean, I'm using what's in it available to me. Like, I'm doing my best. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's the same, like, in education where it's like, school system failing, school system failing. It's like, okay, well, it's a lot of teachers in here that are like, look, fam, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing my best, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you don't know this, but I, I have seven children total. Um, <laughs> two of them, they're, they're all daughters except for one little boy. Uh, two of them are biological. And then we have two mm -hmm. that we adopted. And then we have three that we are fostering right now. Uh -huh. so, and yeah. you're terrified every time, right? Like Absolutely. it's like, yeah, it yeah, don't get yeah. easier. People think, oh, yeah, three. It's like, no, that's a brand new human. And uh, like, yeah. I'll, this one different than that one. I don't know how to do this. Yeah. That's, you're absolutely right. Yep, for sure. 
So uh, rather than uh, introduce you in the sort of traditional way or do my little bio of you or anything like that, I'm actually going to give you an opportunity, but I'm going to ask you a question, okay? Okay. Uh, and this will help you talk a little bit about yourself, but what makes you, you? Man, uh, my mom used to say, you know, be who you is because who you ain't ain't who you is. Mm. And I... Uh, as that stuck with me, that was always the question, well, who is me? You know, what I'm saying? Uh, you know, and like, I'm a lot of things, you know what I'm saying? I think, you know, husband, father, artist, you know what I'm saying? Poet, you know, all, all those things, you know what I'm saying? And like, it's funny, man. It's like, I, I moved a lot of, you know, and lived in like a lot of different, you know, various environments um and found parts of me in all of them you know um but just like this question is as hard as like where are you from for me you know what i'm saying i'll be like oh, i'm from la but like well south central um inglewood you know la puente you know the you know the san gabriel valley i lived in, in an empire these these things are like you know hours away from each other but i've lived in all of them and all of them are a part of me you know what i'm saying so it's like Man, it's, you know, it's always a difficult question, you know what I'm saying? But I'm an artist, author, I think, you know what I'm saying? A creator, you you, you feel me? Um, black man, um, you know, and I think the collection of all those things, you know, at least on this Tuesday, you know, kind of kind of make me what I am, you know? But yeah, it's funny, man. It's always a hard question. You know, if you was, what's your voice? Like, what do you, what do you, I'm like, I mean, you tell me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, having, having followed you since excellent, I can tell you that I've, I've seen you grow as an artist. Um, yeah, and then, you know, I also listen to some of your podcasts, not every episode, because mm -hmm. man, there's a lot of content. Out yeah, there. it's hard. But, yeah, it's hard. You know, <laughs> I've, I've also been, been happy to see you grow as a person. And, yeah, and man. As a father, and so that's, I can understand why that'd be hard for you to answer that, because who you are now is not who you were five Dude. years ago. You know? man yeah you know you start thinking deeply and differently you know what i'm saying and it's like you know if you're i've i'm always like man if i'm the same person i was 10 years ago then like yo I, i'm not growing you know what i mean right. um so there's there's parts of me that's growing there's parts of me that was so sure that <laughs> I, I knew you know um during the excellent album which i'm still definitely proud of like i'm proud of that body of work because it's a reflection of who i was at that moment you know what i mean um I don't, I like no, no parts of me like regret any of it. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's who I was. Like, I'm not that type, you know, a lot of times people uh, sort of evolve in their faith and they're just like, man, I wish I would have never said, and I'm like, I don't know. I was being truthful. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I don't have that. I don't have that. Like if I wasn't being truthful at that time, then I would regret it. You know what I'm saying? But like, I was being true to who I was, you know, but yeah, like I've, I've, you know, grown in my love and appreciation and just all of of nuance you know what i'm saying and and um like the druids jesuit not the druids <laughs> the Dres jesuits would say uh you know descending into the particulars like i i i find a lot of beauty in that now you know absolutely yeah and that's i can see that i can see just a uh, uh, at for lack of a better term in my head right now, an, an intellectual growth and an intellectual maturity and an introspective maturity 
you know, that, that you had yeah. on something like excellent, but I can tell that there's been much more uh-huh. of, of going in deep and then sharing that, yeah, man. that journey through your new stuff. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah. So let me hit you another hard question then. What is something okay. that people seem to misunderstand about you? Yeah, I think it's that it's yeah, it's that uh that idea that like I I it's at least this is what's reflected to me that right. I come off much more confident than I actually am. Hmm. You know, or sure of what I think about things. Hmm. You know, um and like I said, like I've learned to really appreciate nuance and hold, you know, conflicting ideas in, in a space, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, so I think there's a, there's a misunderstanding that like, I have my politics figured out, I got faith figured out. I got like, you know, I'm like, no, no, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm still trying to figure this out too, you know? Uh, so that's one of, I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about me is that I'm, I am much more sure of what I think than I actually am sure, you know, cause I'm not, you know what I mean? Um, I think, I think another one would be like, no, I think actually not nah, people probably notice about me that I'm like, I, no, nah, I don't think that's a misconception that like the, the, the internet don't really hurt my feelings. Like, I think most people know that, that I'm like, that's fine. You know, like, it, and that most of the time I am smiling you know, as I'm like presenting things, I think the podcast, you know, space has opened up what people understand more about my personality in the sense that like, I think before the podcast times, like people, uh, a misconception of me was that I was very serious, you know, all the time, always wrestling with things like super lapsarianism and, you know what I'm saying? And like, you know, the prison industrial complex, like that's what I do for my leisure. Like, you know, I think the podcast space may be like, nah, I'm actually pretty, pretty goofy most times, you know, I'm breaking into my teenager's room and doing stupid dances or showing her that I can do the new dances better than her, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Which is one of my funnest things to do is to go show her as she's looking at TikTok stuff to be like, I can do that. She's like, what? And then then bust them out. And she's like, how do you, how come, why are you like, why do you know this stuff? I'll be like, I'm a rapper, babe. Like, you understand? Your father's a rapper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm loving the videos of all these young kids doing the jerk. Oh my gosh. What? And then they get mad because their mom can do it or their dad can do it. Because like, I'm like, what that dance is? What are you talking about? That's I'm like, generation. it's not that long ago. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, this, this came around quicker. You yeah. know, while we still got good knees to carry it all, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so that was one of the things. My 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 daughter was like, "Yo, can you do that?" And I was like, "Yes." And she was like, "But can you do it with like sauce?" And I was like, pulled up the phone, cooked on the Bluetooth, put the song on, blah 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 blah, and then killed it. And she was like, her and my nephew were like, face, eyes wide open, just mouth aghast, like, "How come you can do that?" I'm like, "Because it's." It's not your generation. <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> yep, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's amazing. Some, some of the things I love when something is throwback, you know, and it becomes mm-hmm. trendy again. And, and then they wonder like, how you know about that, dad? Yeah. I'm like, well, it's because it's mm-hmm. not new. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys put your own spin yeah. on it, but it's not new. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, yeah, so funny. I, I knew you could, like you said, I knew you could cut up because I remember an interview I think you did with on the liturgist podcast and uh-huh. <laughs> man, they're, they're a lot of fun. All those guys are fun, but mm-hmm. you know, we're cutting it up a lot. 
on that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, this is funny, man. Yeah, dude. Like Mike brings it out of me, man. Like oh, he yeah. just brings yeah. a certain. He just brings. I just love that dude so much. He just brings. He just brings so much out of me that like I just be so comfortable around that dude. Yeah, well, and I know you love science, and he's a scientist, so I'm sure that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yo! If you would see some of the like text threads where I just like it'll be like two thirty in the morning, and I'm like, yo, so dark matter. And I'll just add, I'm like, okay, so curling, curling dimensions. Like, okay, so if this means, you know, and he's just like, probably like my favorite person. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Um, I love both those guys. Michael Gunger. I've followed him for a while and he's just hilarious. Yeah, dude. So, all right. Well, here's another question then. What is it that makes you feel inspired or like your best self? And you've talked about your daughter and you've talked about, you know, your family yeah. a bit, but what else? Man, uh, I'm like a, that's good, dude. Like I'm an observer. Like I, I, you know, my, my training, my formal training is in like illustration and education. So I was a visual artist first. So like one of the, one of the most important tools in drawing is your ability to observe, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, and it's also as a commentator and as, you know, someone who enjoys sociology and history, like you have to be able to observe well. So I think that like uh, observing culture, cultural moments, being able to like spot something and put a pin in it, like to be like, yo, did y'all like stuff like that, like really inspires me. Those like what seem to be like insignificant, like things they, I'm like, there's, I got a lot of times I'm like, yo, there's like, very few things are legitimately mundane you know there is stuff that is you know what i'm saying but very few things if you broaden your lens wide enough are are, are mundane you know what i'm saying so like i am very inspired by the just observing closely culture people you know communities and just kind of like catching those moments and being like that's that's a thing guys did you nobody else saw that okay watch i'm gonna write a poem about it you know, I was just about to say that that definitely yeah. comes out in your music for sure. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I don't I don't listen to a lot of hip hop, especially not more recent stuff, because uh-huh. I, I'm fairly picky. Yeah. Good <laughs> you know, for you, with some, yeah. some genres of music. But well, and that's why when I when I actually what, what I stumbled onto first was uh, people that I know were your friends. Uh, Beautiful Eulogy. Of course. Yeah. And, and uh, that's how I found out about Excellent, found out about mm-hmm. you. And man, that's just your style of hip hop, their style of hip hop. There's so Man. much in it that is, that I can tell is informed. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's, and it's yeah. smart and it's different. And um, so, yeah, that definitely comes across in the stuff that you write um, and you write raw sometimes. That's the I other thing that. I want to say is, you know, it, it's like, I can feel the tough love in a lot of your stuff. Man, um, You're not afraid to, to speak what's necessary and, you know, speak the truth in love. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm happy to see that, that type of hip hop. And, you know, and, and I can tell you pull from a lot of different genres too. I mean, you know, some of your stuff's mm-hmm. very soulful. Some of it's straight up hard rap. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's great. That's dope, man. Yeah. Yeah. Me and, and, and Beautiful Eulogy, specifically like Brian and Thomas, like we were all cut from that uh, cloth of like, you know, we, we came from the open mics. We came from the battle scenes and, and Thomas and myself being both like, you know, Southern California natives where like 
the to exist in our like it's hard to i can't overstate the caliber of rappers that we were counterparts for or we you know when we were very young teenagers were watching when they were still underground rappers you know and, and then became stars like you know like you, you i mean daz corrupt like the dilated people like these people were just local rappers mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so with a with a scene like that to be able to somehow rise to the top or you know or or whatever the case may be you just had to have something to say you know and you will get called on it like a lot of the battle stuff that we came from it wasn't just like you know gun calibers and stuff like that it was just like somebody would even say hey your logic is off and you know what I'm saying like it would be I'll challenge you your logic and your rapid you know what I'm saying so you had to be able to like it with your bars, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Defend your position, you know, and and it, and spit your stuff. Like nobody had to agree with you, but you had to be able to at least back up what you were saying. You know what I'm saying? So like the philosophy part of hip hop was such a part of the scene that we all came from that for us it was almost like, man, we don't know no different. You know what I'm saying? It became harder for us to make something that someone would sing along to, or like mm-hmm. that would show some sort of like you know, have some sort of like pop appeal or general market appeal. That will, that's what was hard for us yeah. was learning how to like kind of come into a place that's like, yo, man, like people want to sing along, bro. Can you make something that we can sing along to? And I was like, yeah, dude, I, I thought I did. Okay. I guess I didn't, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you definitely have a lot of, a lot of stuff that, that, that makes you think. Yeah, man. Think very deeply. Um, mm-hmm. And, and that's what I really appreciate. And you've you've got a few jams. You've done a. I do. I learned. I had to grow. Yeah, I had to learn Absolutely. how to do it. I I accredit a lot of that to like Reach Records, to like going on tour with in the Unashamed tour, the the first Unashamed tour with the uh, well, not the first Unashamed tour, but the 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 last big one. I think it was 2012. Uh, yeah, going on the road with with those dudes and like, at you know being full transparency, like I was like, man, this is sucker music. Like you know what I'm saying? Like all this southbound and catchy hey hey i was like man this is corny and then you walk into an arena of six thousand people jumping and bouncing to it and you're like oh maybe <laughs> jokes on me you know what i'm saying and and then being realizing like you know you start hanging with these being like man they're just as thoughtful and deep as i am mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and i'm like oh they've just figured out something you know and just being like okay well let me learn from from this especially like when i'm out here you know to that same arena like spitting bars you know bar driving the travel the ball battle everybody's just looking at you like <laughs> and, and i'm like oh so, some y'all not all underground fans y'all don't know y'all be like oh it's a difference you know so I, I learned a lot from them on how to like make something that's palatable you know that's good and, I, and i'm thinking about some of your collaborations like uh how did we get here Mm-hmm. you and Andy Minio and uh, yeah, man. Jay Givens man that that track I love it man love it's it. still you one of my good. highest stream songs yeah yeah it's it's phenomenal and then it's Makes thoughtful sense. you know it's not yeah just something you're going to sing along to it's a very thoughtful song yeah man um, that's awesome so uh, before we get to your book I'll ask you one more big question and then we'll talk a bit about your book but uh, what would you say is the most important thing you've learned in your life oh wow 
uh, man. Um, I just think probably, man, hold things with an open hand, you know, is that like have equal parts, like it's like the confidence and the humility, you know what I mean? That's what I mean by that. Like, man, hold it with an open hand. Like, mm. you know, like we said before, you don't know where you're going to be 10 years from now. You know what I'm saying? Um, how much more life you have to learn and um, things you were so sure about, you know, uh, you just never know. So like being willing to like, I'm confident, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's in my hand, but I'm, I'm open-handed. I'm open to wherever, you know, the, 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 the spirit takes me, you feel me? Mm -hmm. um, career wise, you know, in my thoughts, in my plans, my actions, just, I think one of the most important things was like, yo, hold it, hold it loosely. You know what I'm saying? That's been, that's probably been the most important thing. Man, and, and how much, how transformative that would be if, if our culture could embrace something like that, you know, because <laughs> people so much want to hold on to toxic behaviors or hold yeah, man. things that aren't working anymore. It's not working, and, fam. And yeah. don't want to let go of tradition that is harmful. And, and yeah, yeah, man, <sighs> goodness, that's a big one. <laughs> Yeah. And it, but it takes, it takes a lot of work. You know that it takes, and sometimes it's painful to, to, to shed that skin. It really is, man. Not working. That's for that. Things. Yeah. That's that. Like looking yourself in the face and being like, and a lot of, and you know, you, you brought it up in my music and that's something I've, I've always tried to make very important, especially like um, in more of my later work, like moving, you know, from like Crimson Cord and Crooked and then the nothing but a word and just the record since then is the, you know, trying to figure out how do I make it even more clear that like, I am looking in a mirror and asking myself very hard questions. And I am, you know, willing to accept that, like, whatever the answer that is, no matter how painful it is, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and I'm hoping that like that, you know, filleting myself would inspire others to do the same that like yo like this not i'm on this journey with y'all you know mm -hmm. that's uh i'm sure you know nf the rapper of course NF. yeah what i, I don't know him personally but i know right, he's right. a star you know what i'm saying but yeah <laughs> but that's what i love about his work too you could tell that he's like that whole album he's got called therapy session yeah man he was like this is for me i mean no i yeah. hope y'all like it too and i hope it helps you but this yeah, man. is for me this is my therapy you know yeah i'm the one looking in the mirror i'm the one that's got to live with myself every day yeah man um so i i appreciate that that you take a similar approach you know that you're on yeah, a journey bro. and a lot of your work is you expressing that and mm -hmm. hopefully it reaches other people who are dealing with similar thoughts that's awesome yeah, man Thanks, so bro. then let's talk a little bit about your new stuff uh first we'll talk about the book it's called yeah. Terraform. Uh, tell us yeah. a little bit about. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So Terraform is a collection of short stories and poems, um, all inspired by the term Terraform, which is uh, any science fiction nerds know. You know, it's the uh, you know process of when you find a distant planet, the process of making that planet be, to be able to support life is called terraforming. Mm -hmm. And I just thought to myself, uh, what an amazing like way to think about the planet we're on now whether it's the literal planet or sort of the world that we live in you know the the culture and politics and your home life whatever it is is like mm -hmm. that's the world you live in and if we thought of it as a terraforming project like what if our words did 
build the worlds around us. You know what I'm saying? And we saw that all of our relationships as like, we're building a livable world, you know? Um, that was like the springboard of sort of the, all the poems and short stories kind of hang on that. Um, and it's broken into four movements, uh, the sky, the soil, the people, and the possibility. And each of those four movements have rappy peas to go along with them. That's awesome. And, and, and what a, a unique and creative way to connect, uh, you know, if anybody who's used to listening to your work, you know, can get into some of your writing or mm -hmm. anyone who's not familiar with your rapping, your, 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 your hip hop, yeah. you number one of the book, and then it leads them to the music that goes along with it. Yeah, man. Um, I love that. And I love that, as I've said before, that's more evidence of you growing as an artist. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm bro. not just a hip hop artist. I'm a writer. Yeah, yeah. Know, I'm a creative, I'm an artist. Um, and I think that that's, that's awesome. Yeah, dude. It's a crazy thing, man, as an artist, especially like, I mean, I can't speak for any other genre, but I know for like hip hop, like it'd be, hip hop is such a, like a bigger expression, expression than just rap. Like rap is just an expression of hip hop. Hip hop's like the, the broader culture, but it becomes such a part of your DNA that when, if, if and when you start seeing success in other areas, it's almost, sometimes like you might find stuff resentful. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm. oh, but I'm a rapper. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but so, I, you know, commending people like, a, you know, I know this might seem corny, but like people like a Will Smith or like a LL Cool J, you know what I'm saying? That were iced tea, if you will, that were willing to be like, it's hard to be like, I'm not a rapper no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a hard because of how important hip hop is. So for me, it was like, I, and I'm, I'm glad they did it, obviously. And I know they glad they did it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. you know, being willing to be like, man, this, and this poetry is like really kind of taking off for you, boy. You know what I'm saying? And then kind of being like, well, dude, I, you know, I actually enjoy it. And there's something here, you know what I'm saying? And I'm going to, I'm going to write a book. That's dope. I'm going to write a book. You know what I'm saying? And, and just letting that be what it is was like that was going back to the, your point that was a moment of growth for me you know and and i'm i don't i regret nothing you know say like it was a, i'm so happy about it awesome yeah you kind of answered a question i was going to ask you about how writing has made a difference in a way that you didn't expect and that sounds like like that's yeah the, you know you know yeah at first it felt like a new toy it was like almost when i just i feel like when I discovered for myself, like slam and like smoke and wear poetry, mm -hmm. um, it felt like a new toy. Cause I was like, ah, this is, this is different. You know, it's like, there's no beat, you know, it's just you up there. You, your words better be good, you know? And you sitting around like, I'm, you know, I'm this hardcore battle rapper. I'm sitting around this table with these people that have been doing poetry. And I'm like, you are light years ahead of me in your writing ability. And I was like, okay, I need to step my pen up, you know? So then when it was time to start, writing for reading writing as literature you know poetry for for reading rather than performing i was like oh this isn't this is new you know it felt like a new toy and i was like man this is i really this is fun man you know and just getting those like reps in and those practices kind of under my belt like it just i i feel like i'm i'm fully developing you know absolutely uh i i write a bit you know of course as an english teacher it's sort of yeah. like requirement. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I most of the time thought of myself as a fiction writer, you know, writing a lot uh -huh. of stories. I, I have a partial novel that I've been working on. 
but for like the past year or so I've been writing a lot of poetry. Yeah, man. And like you said, it's, it's you real quick, you bang out a thought, you know, and you try to try to express it more figuratively than maybe you would. And yeah, I agree. It's, it's fun to play around with that and just express yourself in a different way than what you're used to, or in yeah, a way yeah. that, as you said, helps you grow, mm-hmm. you know, not just as an artist, but as a person. Yeah, so, man. so in working on the book, were there any other like books or other poets or writers or authors that you kind of had in mind that have helped you along the way or just do you have go ahead yeah i like there's some there's some uh pretty surprising ones some pretty obvious ones and what some pretty surprising ones one is my homeboy inq uh who you know i kind of came up with uh he um he had just put out a book on the same publisher uh called inquire within um and i've always really enjoyed his writing style and his ability to like you know sort of grow with with time um so that was one i also i listened to like the audiobook of east of eden the steinbeck book mm-hmm. right when i was about to like really dig in and start writing this thing and it like i was unbelievably shocked at how much I learned from li- from like listening to his writing and uh, applied to a good amount of the short stories in in the book. So that was that was actually that was actually shocking to me, you know. I because I'm still like this like I'm some Black Panther man. I don't know Steinbeck, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I was like, no, this fool can write, dog. You know what I'm saying? There's there's a reason why these are classics, you know, and. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was it was very um, very informative. Uh, Why fish don't exist? This book from uh, Lulu Miller. Um, she uh, her 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 writing was like pretty influential as I was processing this book. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Yeah, I I sort of share your sentiment about Steinbeck. You know, sometimes you have those writers, you know their background. You know what I mean? You know their history. Yeah. And, and you real quick to snub their nose up at them because of choices they made or whatever. Yeah. But, but then at the same time, you're like, yeah, but that's some beautiful art. Like, <laughs> yo, this pen, man, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to separate the art from the artist, man. You know, yeah. it's always, you always want to want them to be one and the same, you know what I'm saying? But like, if I love the art, like there's a part of me that has to be like, this stands the, you know, it's, this stands the test of time, man. This, and I can't, I can't front, dude. Like it's East of Eden's an amazing book, you know, and Steinbeck's an amazing writer, you know? And I'm sure being a Californian, you know, you, you feel that even more because oh has some really vivid descriptions Ooh, of California. That like central. Yeah. That, oh my gosh. Like I was getting, I like getting chills. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. Like, yeah, there's, it's that it's like the, the way that he was describing the imagery, like the idea that like he took in that book to you nerd out a little bit, like he took an entire chapter to just describe the setting. Yeah. Just explain the visual, like the land. He didn't introduce no characters. It's the land. And I'm like, damn, like it just that patience of like, let me paint this picture for you to me was like, I need to learn that patience. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To be like, man, get me there, you know? And that was, that was dope. I appreciate that. Yeah. And that's, that's definitely something that 
I teach with my students. Sometimes with a novel, you have to have patience and understand why, why all mm. of this is necessary, all this vivid description, uh, you know, and authors like Steinbeck do it so well that you don't get bored. You can picture it, you can imagine it. And then you realize why, like, it's almost like the land is a character. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and I know like, and that is like exactly how, I, you know, bringing it full circle. That's how I feel about LA. LA is a character. Yeah. Like it is a, LA is a personhood that I can say like in a lot of ways parented me, you know? So I'm like, I have to treat it as such, mm -hmm. you know? And you need to feel the grid, the grit, the smog. Like you're not going to understand these stories if you don't understand LA, you know? So that, yeah, so you're exactly right. And, and tell your teachers that, or tell your students that I said it too. It's like, nah, if I don't believe it, if I don't believe that's a place, I'm not going to believe your stories, you know? 100%. And, and I feel like, is that kind of what you're going with, you know, not just with the book, but with some of the songs that you have on the Terraform EPs, you know? It's like, yes, exactly. It's like you have one song, I think it's, was it We Are the Culture? Uh huh. You know, and, and, and you're not just talking about like us as a people, but us as, as our home, as our yes. land, as, as yes. our earth, as all our society. It. Yeah. We are all connected. We're all a part of that. All so, of it. That's awesome. Hey there, podcast listeners. I want to pause for just a moment to tell you about mountain care network. Mountain care network is a mental and behavioral health agency, and it was created to increase accessibility to mental health services and decrease the stigma associated with mental illness in West Virginia. The wonderful people of Mountain Care Network believe that a healthy mind leads to a healthy life, which creates stronger families and communities. And they understand that life is difficult at times. So if you or a loved one needs support, Mountain Care Network makes it easy to refer and receive services. Their team of licensed professionals provide services in a variety of settings, including the office, homes, schools, in other community settings, and via telehealth. The people of Mountain Care Network, they meet you where you are. In fact, that is one of their slogans. We meet you where you are. So if you'd like to learn more, please check out Mountain Care Network's website at mountaincarenetwork.com. Um, so uh, let me hit you another big question. Um, you might not want to answer this one, but I want you to answer this. <laughs> <laughs> what is your best tip for making the world a better place? Ah. Uh, besides reading your book. No, I'm just playing. Okay. Yeah. Besides like, yeah, <laughs> getting all of my content. Um, yeah. In my mind is, I think just this, like this prophetic imagination, just this idea of like, you know, being fascinated with what could be, like understanding that everything we have at this point was someone's imagination, you know, that generations down the line, we just accept it as what is, you know? So I, I, I think in some ways, one of the biggest things is to be like, is to remember that like, it doesn't, it, things don't have to go like this. You know what I'm saying? There is, I'm not, I, at no point in my book or even in any of my music, do I tell you like, okay, so now this is what it's supposed to be. Cause mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? This was about the imagination. This was about the possibility of there being something else and saying, well, let's put our heads together. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's probably like my, my biggest tip is just like, yo, like have some imagination. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. 
things can be different. It doesn't, we, we have not discovered all of our choices. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. Absolutely. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, so let me ask you one more final question. As I told you earlier, uh, my show is, I, I like to interview people that have, you know, are making a difference in the world, uh, using their unique skills and talents to try to, yeah, to make man. a difference in some way. So how do you feel you have made a difference? Whew. Man, you're, you're, you're tapping into like the, I'm going to, I'm going to invoke the Enneagram in here, you know, <laughs> yeah. like fighting my like shadow side, you know, as a, as a three, you know, I'm like, what are you talking about? You tell me you, I'm on your pod, ain't I? You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> you, know, right. you know, yeah. know I'm saying? So like, there's the part of me that's like, what are you talking about? Like I'm the most important artist of my time. You feel me? Like there's, <laughs> there's, there's that part of me. And then there's the part of you that knows that that's BS. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you're like, I haven't done anything. I haven't measured up. I don't know. I haven't done. I don't know if I'm affected. Well, if anybody cares, you know what I'm saying? So there's always like, for me, that both of those things kind of mm -hmm. happening in my head, especially whenever this question comes up. But <laughs> I think that like, man, I'm, I, I, I hope and believe that I've made good artifacts, you know, as an artist. Uh, I think that some of the most, some of my most effective moments have been like off mic, you know, and by having like access and influence to um, others mm. uh, that like, you know, one, I, I try not to keep a record of it. And then two, like, n no one would even know, you know what I'm saying? Like some of the, some of the things that, you know, when that person might tell me later, it's like, no, I got that from you, man. No, no, that was from this conversation. Nah, I seen you do this, this, and you know what I'm saying? And like, while they're on CNN or Vice News or the Grammy Awards, you know what I'm saying? Doing their thing, it's like, they're like, nah, that, that's all prop. Like, you know, prop did that, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I, 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 I have learned to really see those as my trophies Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not my only trophies, but as like, yo, those are trophies too, you know, of like influence in the world. You know, I, 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 I've, I can't tell you going back to the excellent thing. I can't tell you how many artists have come up to me and been like, yo, excellent changed everything for me. Like I, you, you made me realize I could do this and be myself. And that, you know what I'm saying? And yo, this poem made me know that blah, 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 blah. Yo, you getting into coffee made me know, do, 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 do. You know what I'm saying? So like, these, these are the things that like, I think in a lot of ways, I may not ever really know, but the fullness of it. But I think that in my, it's, it's in my assessment, my most effective moments have been off the stage behind, you know, a closed door somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh man, if you and I started coffee, started talking coffee, this would be a two hour show. A whole other hour, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely have to extend it for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, any uh, final words you'd like to share with my listeners? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. You know, first of all, thank you, man. Y'all keep this. I love this pod, man. It's a, you know, I, I like thinkers, you know. Mm -hmm. um, uh, obviously, there's more music coming this year. You know, the Soil EP's next. And then um, got some coffee, you know, offerings coming up. Uh, but yeah, just stick with me, man. All right. Well, how, where can they find more? Are you on social media? You have I am. Prop Hip Hop. Prop Hip Hop is all of them. Uh, all the social medias. You can also like 
you're familiar with like the community uh, texting service app, you can actually text me directly and give you my number. And he just might answer. That's actually how I started setting this up. Yep. (laughs) I do be answering. You know what I'm saying? It's like part of my like morning ritual. I get up, do a meditation, make some coffee. And I go, okay, who do I need to? Oh, hey, happy birthday. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, 626-263-6213. 626-263-6213. Hit me up. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome, man. I'll be answering. His tech subscribers often also get early early sneak peeks of things this is true as long as you keep it hush hush that's the main thing that's true (laughs) like that's our understanding i'm gonna give you early access to albums i'm gonna give you like discount codes nobody else have and i mean like if you want to tell somebody they can get 20 percent off then i mean that's on you or you can keep it to yourself you know what i'm saying (laughs) i think you should keep it to yourself you know (laughs) well i really appreciate this brother this has been uh, an honor and i'm glad we finally got a chance to 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 meet you know face to face and to chat i really appreciate Dude, your work too, man. and the heart the heart and soul that you put into what you do thank i'm you, excited brother. to see you grow even more uh you thank know, you man that's i think that's the most incredible thing is to see the the journey you've taken from your earliest work to now and how you've changed and grown as a person so just keep it up thanks brother appreciate All that right. man it's good talking to you have a great one hey you too bro peace that's good Thanks for listening to the Lilypad podcast. For more information about our show and for notes about each episode, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Lilypad podcast. And if you enjoyed this show, give us a follow on Spotify, or if you listen on Apple podcasts, be sure to give us a rating and review. It really helps other people learn about this podcast. So once again, thanks for listening.